Hi, welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence, Trauma Transformer. It's Grace Hart here and today we're talking about the lies abusers use to keep you silent. Now one of the things that I wish I knew and I'm hoping I get to some of you who um, can hear it sooner than I did. Uh, It's never too late though if you're hearing it way after, years after you've left your perpetrator. One of the things that allows perpetrators to perpetrate is that they keep you quiet. A normal, healthy personality, when someone does something inappropriate, they speak up. They um, may tell other people. Uh, They certainly get the red flags. However, when you are traumatised, when you're vulnerable, when you've had years of trauma or years of stacking of things not going well, that it's just caught up to the point where there's trauma there. We do not speak up or speak out. We've been silenced over time. And, you know, coercion, for example, that's really up in the domestic violence legislation at the moment, that's what coercion does. It's like a drip of water on a rock. And when you see the drip, it's really easy to think, oh, that's that's nothing. But over time it can actually change something as solid as your very being, (laughs) Ah, that rock, right? So it's really today about me encouraging you, whether you're in a domestic violence relationship or in fact you've left one, please speak to somebody. And I don't mean you need to tell them the whole story because for me, I'm the sort of person that I, I, that's what kept me quiet. I didn't think I was in shame or anything. It was more just pragmatic. Um, No one will believe me. Um, In fact, for the great part of my relationship, I didn't even realise it was domestic violence. Um, I didn't have people around me saying, whoa, that's a red flag. Um, Instead, I had people around me that thought it was funny um, and, you know, use it as a way to sort of gossip rather than say, hey, hang on a minute, this is not okay. These are red flags. You need to leave this man. Um, So because I didn't have that information and because I was vulnerable, I did not realise. When I did realise... I was already so affected by the gaslighting, by the coercion, that I didn't think I'd be believed. Now, I really want to make this clear for you guys. You will be believed. Please trust me on that. The laws have changed and are changing. And there are more trauma-informed police officers than ever before. And we're actually starting um, a lot of domestic violence units, police units, where these officers are highly skilled in recognising disassociation. They recognise if you're laughing, that might not be because you think it's funny. Or when they tell you something terrible that's happened to one of your children or whatever it is, that you're just blank. Gone are the days where you're going to get judged Now, when I say gone are the days you're going to get judged, judged how they used to. They're far more informed now. And I really want to encourage you, if you happen to get a police officer that you do not feel safe, secure and supported with, you have a right to ask for another one, even if they say you don't. You have a right. You have a right to be able to give evidence when you're not traumatised when you're not disassociated, when you have support from a therapist or a social worker. 
So the beautiful thing is, as much as the laws aren't changing as fast as I would like, they are changing. Stalking is now a crime. And it's so easy now to take notes of when people phone you out of the blue and you know that they're a plant. Write it in the diary. Write their name down. Write their phone number down. When you get drive-bys your home, by your home, we've got cameras now. You can easily take that as evidence. It's becoming harder and harder for perpetrators to perpetrate. And of course, that's not even considering their location. If they're driving around in their car with you know, their watch on or their phone and they haven't turned it off, that's also evidence that can be found. If they, for example, have information about you on their computer, that can be traced. And if they're, um, you know, stalking friends and family and Facebook, that's all traceable. We're coming into a day and age where you're going to get technology is on your side. Now, granted, there are people out there, as I said, you might get an officer that's, um, for whatever reason, just you don't feel safe with. Please just keep asking, keep asking. The other thing is please get a trauma-informed support person for two reasons when I actually went I did not realize how much my relationship was domestic violence I had sort of highlights of things you know breaking in doors and you know screaming till you sort of have um, saliva on your face and smashing things around and you know not allowing you any finances um, separating you from family etc I had an idea of that once I got educated However, it wasn't until I went to the counsellor that because I was able to share other things, things that I didn't even think were domestic violence are actually traceable and there's evidence there. So it's really beautiful when you get that feedback from from a third party that can independently look at your relationship and what happened and give you a qualified response on this is domestic violence or this isn't domestic violence. The other thing that I was absolutely blown away with was just the body trauma that I had no idea I had. And so you've got to realise that, you know, one of the things with my perpetrator was I had to have sex with him three times a day or he had the right to go and see somebody else, have affairs, etc. And so I had no idea that's considered rape in marriage, for example. I'm educated now. And so if that's happening to you, if you're actually being um, forced, if sex is forced upon you, that's actually a criminal offence. Note it down. Talk to someone. Let them know. And as I said, even um, non-fatal strangulation, that's now an offence. They realise it's a precursor to murder or one of the precursors to murder. So... We're all, as a society, getting more and more informed and the judges and the police officers, everyone's getting more and more informed. Would I like it to be greater? Sure. Would I like coercion to be a criminal offence all around the globe? Yes. (laughs) Um, However, what's great is that we're heading in the right direction. And what perpetrators do not like is hard work and hassle or for their narrative to be um, humiliated or found out on. So what I mean by that is, generally speaking, perpetrators 
they in society they come across as um, you know intelligent, kind, lovely people. They might hold positions of power. They might uh, have you know be on members, but like boards on um, members of a board. Um, and most likely you're not. And so it's another way to feel like no one's going to believe me. They're on all these boards and they're all educated and they've got a better job or whatever it is. And I'm telling you, it's not true anymore. It was the case. In my day, it was harder. But now they've got statistics. They know it's less than 5% of victim survivors that actually lie or manipulate. And of that 5%, they know to look further. Because sometimes when you've had that much abuse, there's a word for it and I've forgotten it in this 10 seconds, um, where you, you start to be a perpetrator yourself towards your violent husband or wife. So we've got statistics on our side. We've got evidence of different personalities, dangerous personalities. You know, the unstable personality, the histrionic personality, the narcissist, the perpetrator. We are getting educated And these people can't stop that part of them. If that's their personality, they can't hide it. And there would be years of evidence. And even in society, you'll find that there are other people that they have connected with or treated badly that would also support you. So please do yourself a favour. It was the greatest thing I did when I actually made the step to speak to the authorities and get educated as well as counselling for myself. And now I'm a completely different person. And I have empowered myself, not just with the education of the laws, but I know how to um, actually be in a way that is greater for everybody. And what I mean by that is just realising things like, okay, if I've got a pain in the body, it could be a trauma response getting to know my um, what it feels like to be in the centre of my flower versus being hijacked by a pedal. And, you know, I've got post-traumatic stress, chronic post-traumatic stress, and I've, I've managed that now. Now, when I say I've managed that now, I, it's a continual management. However, the triggers don't come. I know what to do. Um, I have open communication with those that, ca- that I care about and that care about me. And it's just a supportive, inspiring, beautiful connection that I have with people. You are worthy of being loved. The laws are on your side. Please do, do whatever you can to speak up. Put it, you know, take a diary note, as I said. Speak to people that you trust to say, hey, this is what's going on for me. And I know that you might be feeling shame. However, the funny thing about shame, it only exists in the cupboard. As soon as you speak up, it just disappears. You might have a little cry, but you. But what will happen is that energy that you've been holding in, it's exhausting. And if you let it go, you're going to get support. So please know, if you think for a second that you're not going to be believed, it's not true. And even if you come across someone that doesn't believe, keep asking. Because we are changing. As I said, you may get someone that's not as trauma-informed, then ask for someone who is. You have that right. You know, there was an article I read of a lady, uh, she was wheelchair-bound and her abuser was her carer. And because he was in that um, role, when she spoke to people about the fact that he was abusing her, you know, for example, he'd leave her on the floor and um, and not when, when she wanted to go to the loo, wouldn't take her and things like that. I mean, just horrible things, much worse than that. I won't go into it from a trigger point of view. 
And it was the 11th person she spoke to that believed her. And when she got that 11th person, not only was she believed, he has been charged and incarcerated. So please, you may have to speak to more than one person. Society hasn't caught up completely. However, it's your right to keep asking. And don't believe for a second that you're a bad mum or dad. If, if, if you've been told that, it's to groom you and control you. If, you've, if they say you're never going to be believed, the fact that they're saying it, it's a lie. It's to keep you in that denial. It's to keep you in that narrative that it's no point anyway. And I'm telling you now from my life experience as well as numerous people that I've spoken to, the day that they spoke up was the day they got their freedom. It's a long rescue. I'm not saying as soon as you speak up everything's going to be rosy, but it's going to be so much better and get better and better and better and better. Please get the support. Please write diary notes. You know, little things. I didn't even think to write diary notes on anything. And I'm saying to you, if he yells at you or she yells at you, if he smashes things around you, if he threatens you, if he forces you to have sex, if he gaslights, if he stonewalls, if anything, write it all down. It's, th- it's there to, keep, to have your back. It's there for evidence. And it's also there for you to know you're writing this down because it's not okay. And I'm telling you now from my new perspective, you know, being years away from all of this, the laws are changing, have changed. We are more trauma-informed. And keep speaking. You will be believed in the end. Keep speaking. And get educated on these personalities. Get educated on what your rights are. And a counsellor can help you with that. A domestic violence counsellor can help you with that. And there's so many things. You know, for example, if you are being stalked, there's technology that can help you. They will let you know. There's devices that you can have in and around your home to catch people stalking, to catch people on your properties, to, you know, drive-bys. There's things they can connect to your phone. So when you get a plant ringing you up, pretending, you know, for a session or whatever, you can document where that came from. There's things you can do. Technology is on your side. The laws are changing. They're on your side. They're getting better. Not fast enough, but they're getting better. But it starts with you being willing to speak up, being willing to take that first step and say, this is happening. It takes courage, I know that. You'll do it when you do it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't make yourself wrong. Don't go in judgment of yourself if you're not there yet. It takes an average of seven times to leave a domestic violence situation. It's okay. You'll leave when you can leave. Be kind to yourself. However, this podcast is just to say to you, everything they say, if it feels weird, it's going to be a lie most likely. You will be believed, even if you have to keep asking. It's a long rescue. You've got this, and we are in different times now. So when your liar, when your perpetrator says lies to you, acknowledge them as lies. You're a bad mother, you're a bad father. Is that actually true? Ask yourself. 
You don't need to come back at them just for yourself. Is it true? No. Did it feel weird when he said it or she said it? Yes. Not true. So it's not true. You say, oh, it felt weird when they said that. I felt like it was horrible to hear that. It's not true. Because the more you have your back, the more you'll be able to have your children's back if you have children. And the more you'll be able to get yourself in a space and place where you're free and happy and thriving again. It is possible. It's been many years for me. And um, I know what you're going through to some extent. And I'm sorry you're going through it. But there's a way out. It takes the step of telling somebody even if it's just one person, write it down even. I am, in, I am in a domestic violence relationship. Acknowledge it. Start the ball rolling. Two more steps. And don't believe the lies. Remember, perpetrators say those things to groom you, to control you. And what perpetrators do not like is you speaking to other people. Now, I do need to put a warning in here. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a professional, this is just my point of view. However, there are a, a small select type of the population that you speaking up, if they hear about it, will cause you more harm and maybe even threaten your life. So please be very, very careful. Speak to a therapist. There's lots of things now, you know, for example, in Australia, there's a way where you can pretend you're going shopping and a domestic violence officer will be with you in the shopping centre in a separate private room. They're becoming cleverer at getting you out in a way that works. Times are changing. Laws are changing. And you will not believe how much they are on your side until you start to speak to someone. I had no idea. I had no idea the extent of my domestic violence until I spoke to a counsellor and a police officer. Because it just it becomes normal for you, right? You know it. So you only sort of really pick the, the big things. You know, I remember before I even was in this relationship, I, I, I was doing um, sessions as a 19-year-old. And um, it was a, actually a psychic session that I was holding. And um, I closed my eyes and I saw this woman being thrown up against the wall and I saw a wedding ring. And so I said, oh, your husband, your husband abuses you. He's throwing you up against a wall. And this lady had come for a birthday reading, <laughs> so probably wasn't the... Now, now I'm older and wiser. I wouldn't have started with that. Um, but what I wanted to say is her response to that was, oh, no, it's not violence. He hasn't broken any bones. Now, you might think that's crazy, but we all have that. We all have that line in the sand until he hits the kids, you know, until the kids are affected. Waiting, you know, wait till the kids are 18 and then, then, it's, then I'll leave. Or wait till he breaks a bone and then I'll leave. So I'd much rather you speak to a therapist now, trauma-informed counsellor. And it's, yes, it can be a long rescue. However, it starts with one step. So stop, stop buying the lies. Realise that you might be in such a vulnerable position that you don't even know how beautiful you are or how believable you are or how horrific your violence that you've experienced actually is until you get educated and speak to someone. So please, this is my invitation to you to speak up, speak out, 
and the shame will just disappear and you'll have more support than you can possibly imagine. Okay, wishing you a beautiful week. Take care.